0: I want to talk to you about something very important today before you're seated. We're going to l- read some of the red part of the Bible. I um, yesterday was uh, conducting our dear friend Tom Dooley's memorial service and I, my Bible that I took with me was falling apart. When I picked it up, some pages fell out and somebody said to me, man, you really need to uh, get a new Bible. Your Bible's worn out and I said, yeah, because of that, I'm not. pages fell out. He whose Bible is worn out probably isn't. Amen. Well, we're going to look at the red part of the Bible today, something Jesus said, and I want to talk to you about the main thing. There's an old saying, and I love it, and I've preached on it before. It's a great statement, but I want you to say with me, the main thing is to keep the main thing. The main thing. Now, how, how deep is that? What a great philosophy in one statement. Let's try it again. The main thing. is to keep the main thing. The main thing. Do you know how many people struggle to do that? People who have been believers for 20, 30 years are struggling and really lost the battle about keeping the main. Well, what is the main thing? We're about to find out. Jesus said in Matthew 6:31 to 33, "Don't worry about it." Now that's the wickwire slanted version. That's my version. But don't worry about it, saying, what shall we eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagans, lost people, run after all these things and are constantly worried about them. But your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Do you know that God knows what you need? God knows what you need before you ask Him for it, so He goes on. But here's what you do. Instead of worrying about it all the time and being choked by worry and fear, he said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And what will happen? Read it with me. All these things will be given to you as well. Wow. Now that's a deal. If I focus on the kingdom of God and don't worry about these things, which will chew you up alive, But I make his kingdom my focus. Something kicks into place. Something comes into play. And it's the promise of his kingdom that he'll take care of you if you seek him. Now, Lord, we just thank you today for the seeking of God. And I pray that, Lord, you will help every person in this sanctuary to maximize the Christian faith that we are walking in right now by putting you first and by seeking the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to keep the main thing, the main thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, the main thing. All right, it's good stuff. Jesus is not just our Savior, but He is our life. He's our leader. He's our guide. He's our primary philosopher. He is our teacher. And our primary philosopher and teacher in life, Jesus Christ, gave us a priority, a first thing. Everybody say the word first with me. How many of you believe that you are in the kingdom of God? Let me see your hand. And how did you get there? You got there by calling on the name of Jesus. So we are in the kingdom of God and every kingdom has a king. And that king rules that kingdom. Now the king of our kingdom gave us a first thing in life. He's my teacher. He's my philosopher. He didn't just gonna give me a ticket to heaven, but Jesus is my philosopher. He is my teacher, and my teacher said, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." Now, when you buy new things, and we get a lot of new things at Christmas time, which is just around the corner, but with any new thing, toys, anything else, you always get an instruction manual. How many of you dads have ever ventured to putting those toys together, thinking, "Oh, I don't need that instruction manual"? I remember one thing in particular when Jeremy was younger. He got one of these three-wheeled y not tricycles anymore or bikes anymore, but this Hot Wheels thing. I took one look at it in the box and said, I don't need the manual. And that was my first mistake. I did that on Christmas Eve, and it ruined my Christmas Eve because I put it together wrong, and I put it together in such a way that once it was there together, you couldn't undo it without major major tribulation and I learned when all else fails follow directions everything you buy has an instruction manual and it will always begin with this first do this first do that you're holding in your hand our instruction manual for living here it is And I want us to understand today, all of us who have called out on the name of Jesus Christ and have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, that we have been given an instruction manual. We have been given something that we are to do first. And here you've got your own library. You're carrying around a library everywhere you go. 66 books are in this one book. It's a library, it's an instruction manual for living. And you will find quickly, if you don't walk according to this word, you will learn when all else fails, and it will follow directions. Now Jesus made a promise. He said, there is a first thing in life. I'm giving you a priority. Something that I want you to make first. Place first. Honor first. Observe first. He said, I want you to to put my kingdom first in your life, and if you will put it first and not be so worried about making a living, paying the bills, chasing the dollar, if you will do like Mary did and sit at my feet and learn of me first, then I will take care of you. I will take care of you. Isn't it is funny how the termites of worry and fear weave their way into the fabric of our soul and we find ourselves caught up in the rat race and always worrying about where the money's going to come from, how are we going to do this, how are we going to do that, and we forget that Jesus gave us a first thing. He said, I want this to be your focus, not food, clothing, and paying bills and something to drink, but seeking first my kingdom. Can everybody say in here, First. One commentator says what we're going to eat, drink, and wear will be cast in by God as an overplus or as small advantages to the main bargain. When you stay in a good hotel, they put a little, they put little chocolate mints on your pillow. Or when you eat in a good restaurant, when you leave and they bring you the bill, just to make the bill a little bit softer on you, they put candy in that little thing. You ever notice candy's in there so that when you see it, you've got something to grab and chew on. And it's a little bonus for having eaten there. But you know what Jesus is saying here? He's saying that the main meal of Christianity is not God taking care of your basic needs. The main meal is the feast of walking with God in fellowship with Him. The main meal is doing His will, experiencing a forgiven conscience, the bright prospect of heaven, it's the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. It's deliverance from a destructive lifestyle. It's freedom from bondage, and so on and so forth. That's the main meal. That we could come in here and lift our hands and praise God and be covered in His presence when, if you're outside of Christ, you cannot do that. That's the main meal. The candy is God says, I'm going to meet your basic needs as you are enjoying the benefits of kingdom living. In other words, don't worry about it. Or put another way, the 11th commandment, thou shalt not sweat it. If you're seeking God, thou shalt not sweat it. He's going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. Just see that you seek Him. That's what Jesus is saying. Seek God, not things, and He'll give you the things. Seek God, not stuff, and He'll give you the stuff. Now I want to look at Jesus' command Seek first the kingdom of God. Can we say this together? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, what does he mean? I'm a word guy. I'll be the first to admit to you, I'm a word guy. I love words. I really do. And when I see a word, especially when Jesus gives me a command, I want to know exactly what that word means. I want to know what he was thinking when he said it. So he said, seek first the kingdom of God. What does the word seek really mean? It means to tread out a path. Tread out a path or a path that you frequent or that you follow that you repetitively go down. Now let me give you an example. My dogs, I have three dogs, and you know that I'm a dog lover as well. And uh, we got three dogs, and when I let them out back, there's two dogs next door. And these two dogs next door and my three dogs love to get into barking contests and jump up on the fence at each other. They never touch each other. They just love to go out there and bark at each other. It's just things dogs do. And I let them out, Now I've noticed something. I've noticed that they have cut a trail across the grass in my lawn. They make a beeline for those dogs next door, and they've done it so much, it is so much a part of their focus, so much a part of their life, that now they have cut a trail. You know what God is saying to us? I want you to seek me so much and seek me so often that if we could see spiritually, we would see that you have cut a path. You have cut a path. you're going there so often you're wanting him so much you're so hungry and thirsty for the presence of God and he is so much on your mind and you're spending a, enough time with him that there is a path that you have cut that's what it means seeking not just once not just twice but all the time until wow look at that road that's the most that's the most well trod path in your life the path of seeking God Mm-mm-mm-mm. Can you say it with me, he's worth seeking? He's worthy of seeking. The prophets often used the word to call on the people. When they called the people back to God, they would say to him, I want you to do an about face, and here's how you do it. They would say, Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Isaiah cried out and said, Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Seeking the Lord as a first priority produces all kinds of benefits. Now I want to know if I'm talking to a group of people who want to be blessed. Y'all want to be blessed? Do you want to be kind of blessed? Or do you want to be really blessed? I'm serious. Well, see, if you want to be really blessed, I'm really going to tell you how today. Seeking God will get you really blessed. Look at this. Seeking God produces, according to the Bible, great works of faith being done in your life. Daniel 11.32 says, the people who know their God are going to be strong. He's talking about the last days here. Those that do know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. Great works of faith. And who knows their God? Those who have spent time with Him. You don't know anybody unless you spend time with them. Those that know their God by seeking Him are going to end up doing great exploits of faith. Seeking God also brings victory over your enemies. How many of you want the devil defeated in your life? Really defeated. Aren't you tired of him hammering you and beating on you and and, and robbing from you? Well, seeking God brings victory over enemies in, in the face of an overwhelming attack. From a huge army greatly outnumbering the people of Israel, Jehoshaphat it says, fear the Lord and set himself to seek the Lord. And God gave him an incredible victory over his enemies, just like that. And the Bible tells us why. Because instead of panicking or running to the, the arm of the flesh, he turned to the Lord and sought the Lord. And the enemy was defeated in his life. Seeking the Lord also brings prosperity. Anybody in here want to prosper? Look what it says. The Bible says of King Uzziah, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. We could reverse that and say, when he no longer sought the Lord, God didn't make him to prosper. Seeking the Lord was directly connected to prospering. Seeking the Lord also produces joy. Anybody want joy? I just want to be sure who I'm talking to today. Anybody want the joy of the Lord? You know that joy is different from happiness. Happiness comes from a Latin word uh, that means happening. And the idea is that something's got to happen out here for you to be happy. you got to get that raise or you've got to get a new job. Or something's got to happen externally for you to experience happiness. Happiness is an outside job, but joy is an inside job. Joy doesn't come from a happening. Joy comes from closeness to Jesus Christ that's where it comes from the bible says let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord and seeking the Lord brings deliverance from fear and from worry you want to be free from fear free from worry You want to quit having your mind go around constantly about where's it going to come from? How am I going to do this? How are we going to make it? No. David said, I sought the Lord and he delivered me. He set me free. He healed me. He gave me peace. He gave me rest from all my fears. Hallelujah. Now what did Jesus tell us about seeking the kingdom? Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things are going to be added to you. Well, most of the people waking up in the world today, let me promise you something, they're not even thinking about seeking God, much less putting Him first. The Bible says of the wicked that God is in none of their thoughts. When they wake up, God is nowhere in their thinking. But the child of God is different. The child of God is to wake up with God on their mind. Jesus Christ said to wake up and not seek God is not wise living. I love the bumper sticker. I'm going to get one. Don't bring me one. I'm going to get it myself. The bumper sticker that says, wise men still seek him. You want to be a wise man? You want to be a wise woman? get up in the morning and say Lord Jesus I'm seeking you today I'm opening your word and I want to hear from you today I wanna know your will I wanna know what you're saying to me I wanna feed on spiritual food I'm seeking the kingdom of God it's the person who places Jesus Christ as king of their life king of their life as wise after all listen to this now you won't do well in a kingdom where its king is not king of you, of you. If you're in a kingdom, the king better be your king over all things. So folks, guess what? He's not just taken us to heaven, but he came to bless us on earth and show us how to live. And he said, now that you're in the kingdom of God, I want to be your king. That means over everything. Jesus is king of the kingdom of God. So we are to to seek him, the king of the kingdom. Now, what does it really mean to seek the Lord first? If I want to understand, Lord, what are you saying to me? When you tell me to seek you first, how can I break that down in a way that I can understand it? Here it is. You've got to seek him first with your time. You've got to give him the first of your time. Have you ever stopped to think that When we get paid, God says, now I want 10% of what you made, and when you tithe, you're basically saying to God, I know who you are in my life, and I know where this came from. And so I'm tithing 10% to you. But what about today? God has given us a day, a day of time. Do you know the Bible says that you wouldn't be here today if God had not let you live? The Bible says that your next breath is in the very hands of God, and so since God has let us live and has given us time, doesn't it make sense that he would want a tithe of our time? What he's saying is he should be first in our time. That doesn't mean you sit in a, a prayer closet all day long and do nothing but read the Bible and check out of life. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I want to be first in your time. I want the first priority of your time. I want first place When you wake up in the day, I don't want leftover time. I don't want, quote, after I've taken care of everything else first time. I don't want to be an afterthought to you. I don't want your time just on Sundays. I want your best time every day. I want your time, a tithe of your time. Now, if you want to know how to be blessed, you really can't be super blessed. If the only time God gets out of your week is when you go to church on Sunday, that ought to be just something you've done all week long. You ought to have church all week long. Amen. Y'all are looking at me real. See, religion says, well, I'll just give God my time on Sunday, and then i have punch the clock. No, there is no clock. He, he's Lord of the whole clock, and He wants a tithe of our time. The kingdom of God gets the first tithe of our time, the best time, the prime time, the choicest time, the first time. So when I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, here I am, you've got my time. Have you noticed when you put him first in your day, in your time, the day goes better? Wheaties lied. They are not the breakfast of champions. This is. All right? This is the breakfast of champions. And if you get up and feed on this before you eat anything, your day will go better with Jesus. So everybody say first time. That's a part of seek first the kingdom of God. But here's here's a second part of it. The Lord Jesus should be first in importance. Think about this now. First in importance in your life. Somebody once wrote, and asked Emily Post, the etiquette expert of another generation, what the correct procedure was when one is invited to the White House but has a previous engagement. What do I do if I'm invited to the White House but I have a previous engagement? Post replied, an invitation to dine at the White House is a command and it automatically cancels any other engagement. Can I tell you, we walk with somebody way more important than who sits in the White House. Amen? Now watch this. When the kingdom calls, it cancels every other engagement. It is number one important in our life. Its importance is supreme. When the king of the kingdom calls, there is no contest Every desire takes second place. Every demand takes second place. Every engagement takes second place. And we make him numero uno, number one, top shelf in importance. There is nobody more important than King Jesus. There is no summons more crucial than the summons of the kingdom of God. When the kingdom calls, you put it down and you go and do exactly what the kingdom says. Am I talking to anybody here today? This is kingdom living. See, that one man said to Jesus, Jesus, I'm I'm coming right with you. Jesus called him. He said, I'll be right there with you, but I got to go bury my dad first because my dad just died. And Jesus said, you let the dead bury the dead and you follow me. Whoa! What do you think that young man did? He turned and said, y'all bury him. I'm following the kingdom. And even a funeral, even a loved one, is more important to me than any single thing. I start my day taking care of kingdom business. I don't do anything else until I take care of kingdom business. Growing in my spiritual walk is more important to me than any single thing. Getting to know Jesus better on a daily basis. Listening to what the Heavenly Father has to say to me is more important. Now, don't be offended, but I'm going to tell you what's more important than. It's more important than you. It's more important than my job. It's more important than my marriage. It's more important than my family. It's more important than anything else. Seek first the kingdom of God. When we wake up, the first thought on our mind ought to be Jesus and his kingdom, and then everything else follows. Is he that to you? Is the kingdom that important to you? Well, Pastor Jeff, that's kind of radical. Hello. We're in a radical faith. We're we're walking with a Lord who demands and commands everything. He requires everything. He wants all of you. He didn't die for a part of you. He died for all of you. And so he says, I want you to follow me with all of your being. Which leads me to the third thing about seeking first the kingdom. He's first in our time. He's first in importance, and he's first in our affections. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Notice he didn't say part of it. He didn't say kind of love him. He didn't say like him. He said, I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Listen to what Jesus said. If anybody comes to me and does not hate, that word hate means prefer me over. Does not prefer me over father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and hobbies and friends and job and money and self and life. Such a person will not make it in being my disciple. Do you hear that call? See, people go, how come Christianity isn't working for me? Because it's not first. First. Christianity hadn't been tried and found wanting. It's been wrongly tried and misjudged. So, well, I don't know. I don't have much joy. Well, why don't you have much joy? If he was first in your life, I guarantee you, you'd be experiencing joy. Let me give you an illustration. Let me, I've got, I brought an illustration today. I brought my own wagon wheel. And I want to show you something here today. Got some good strong men here. This thing is heavier than you might think. I want to show you what I'm talking about. Guys, bring it right over here. Everybody see this? Well, there it is on camera. All right. Everybody say, that's a wagon wheel. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about today. Here's the hub of this wheel. Now, notice that from the hub, these spokes come out. And the spokes support the wheel. But the wheel begins with the hub. This hub represents your heart. And whoever or whatever is the Lord of your heart. It's the seat of your affections. It's your soul. It's your essence. It is your core. It is who you really are. Jesus said out of the heart flows all the issues of life. That's what Jesus said. Out of this core will flow your words. Out of this core flows your attitudes. Out of this core flows your priorities. This is who you are. This is your decision-making center. The spokes coming out represent all the issues of life. Relationships, money, job, friends, spiritual growth, victory, peace, joy. Every issue of life flows out of this core. And then the wheel is supported by the spokes That are supported by the hub. Are you with me? Now, when you say, well, I'm going to be the Lord of my own life. I'm going to be the king, the decision maker. God's not really a part of my life. And then here's what some Christians do. He's just one of the spokes. He's not the core. He's just a spoke. I'm saved. Glory to God. Got my ticket to heaven. And in the meantime, I'm on the throne of my life when you do that the bible says you've made a big mistake because here's what the bible says about you and me that there is a way that seems right to a man but the end thereof are the ways of death the bible says when you make you the king of your life you have lost in your christian walk because jesus said you can't be my disciple see when jesus died for you and i and he saved our soul and he came to live within this core he came to live in our soul in our essence the spirit of god made us alive right here. He said, now I am dethroning you and I am going to sit on the throne of your life. Now here's the battle. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. What's the main thing? It is the kingdom of God has got to take total first place precedence in our life right here. If he's not Lord here, look what it affects. Marriage. It affects, if this is not strong, it affects your money. It affects your walk. It affects your victory. It affects your friendships. It affects everything in your life. And you're wheeling along. This is the wheel of your life. This is you going through life. And you're going along. And this has gotten out of whack. Suddenly those spokes cannot take it because the hub is not strong. And the wheel collapses. And when it collapses, we'll read about it. We'll hear about it. But you see, it's so crucial. This be strong. How is it strong? Jesus said, you put me first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And guess what? Food, clothing, drink, provision, relationships. It's funny. It's funny how when this is right, Everything in the wheel of your life begins to feel the impact of you being rightly centered with God. But when this is off every area of life, it may take some time. Some people, they get off here, they put themselves back on the throne, and they start living the way they want to, and they ignore God, and nothing happens at first, and they go, oh, a big deal. I mean, all that Bible stuff was, was hooey. No, 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 it just takes some time. For these spokes to get weak because when this gets weak everything else is going to get weak when this is strong e- the wheel is strong and you're rolling along and you're doing great so jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of god make it your top priority in time your top priority in importance and your top priority in your affections so i get up in the morning and i say first thing i take care of is the hub i say here i am lord here I am, it's me again, I am cutting a path to you. And it's well-worn, and I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to listen to what you have to say to me. I'm going to take your word in. I'm going to enjoy your presence. I'm I'm going to listen to that word dropping on the waters of my soul. I'm going to get strong here, and then I know all of this takes care of itself. now where are you today if we could see a spiritual x-ray of the hub of your life what's on the throne i see people i see christians they'll put money on the throne they'll put busyness on the throne they'll put themselves on the throne they'll make another person an idol i literally had a man tell me i don't come to church because i so much love being with my wife well good for you that's great, and I'm glad you're in love, but you're in too much love, dude. No, I can't love my wife enough. Yes, you can. If your wife is more important than God, you've made a mistake. If your husband's more important than God, you've made a mistake. You see, you can't even love your spouse the way you want to and should until this is right. All the blessings flow out of that hub being strong. So, what is on the throne of your life? Where are you today? Is Jesus right at the center? Is he first in time, first in importance, first in affection, or is it work? You know, here's another thing i will get in here, busyness. Busyness will become the Lord of your life. Well, I got to, got to, got to, got to. No, if, if it's taking you away from God, you don't got to. You just think you got to. No, Pastor Jeff, if I don't go do what i got to do, I can't pay the bills. You'd be amazed if you'll put the kingdom first. You'll find income streams or income coming from somewhere because God always honors His Word. There comes a time in life where you got to put your foot down and say, that's it, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm walking with God. I'm redeemed. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. He is my Lord. He's going to be right here. And when the kingdom calls, it's the most important call of all. Amen? Amen. Thank you, guys. You did great. Give them a hand. (laughs) Christianity does not work when we treat the Lord like an ex-spouse or a second-rate date or just another spoke in the wheel. Christianity will not work. No, Jesus said... If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross every single day, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world and lose that hub? It's not worth it. Well, Pastor Jeff, what do I do? Here's what you do. You have a will, and you can make a decision, and so can I. And that decision needs to be this, according to the Word of God. Well, all right, I'm going to give him the first of my time. If I've got to get up 15 minutes early to see God, I'm going to do it. Just 15 minutes in the Word, listening to him, I can do that. And then I'm going to make him first in importance. There is no other thing that can eclipse the importance of Of the king and the kingdom in my life. And third, he's first in my affections. When a contest comes between me and something I love, the kingdom wins every time. It's not easy, but when you do it, God will honor that decision. Can you stand with me today? You know, when I got saved as a teenager. Most of you know that I was in juvenile home. I was in some trouble as a 16 year old and uh, heard the gospel for the first time in juvenile home. Then when I was 18, went to a meeting where I had a very, very powerful experience with the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know why, but in those days, we immediately knew what that meant. We immediately knew he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And we just made him Lord. But as I began to see the church world, and people have been raised in different traditions and different ways and under different teachings, I began to see that this understanding was not in everybody who was in church. And I began to see that they were defeated in a lot of ways and didn't really have a whole lot of joy. So one of the messages of my life has always been just give Jesus everything. Put him on the throne of your heart and see if those spokes, all those issues of life, don't begin to be touched by the blessing of God. Let's bow for a moment of prayer, can we? Father, I thank you for this simple word on the Lordship of Christ putting you first. Now with every head bowed, if you can say, you know, Pastor Jeff, I have not of late had Jesus on the throne of my life. He's been one of the spokes, but he hadn't been in the center. I want to encourage you, it's easy for that to happen. A relationship can come along, a temptation can come along, or a busyness can come along and take you right out of that that center walk with Him I want to encourage you today say Lord right now I'm going to make you center again and I'm going to leave the fallout with you I'm going to leave it with you and maybe you've never today ever asked God to come into your life and come into your heart like we showed on that wheel And you would like to do it today. If you're in either one of those categories, I'm going to ask you, let me pray for you. Would you give me the honor of just praying for you? And lift your hand up in the air and say, that's me, Pastor Jeff. I need, I'm not going to call you down. I'm going to pray for you right where you are. But I need to get him in the center. I've been battling the main thing being the main thing. And I want him in the center. Put him up high. Bless you all over this place. I mean a lot of people. I want you to pray this with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm your child. You called me to make you the main thing because you are the main thing. I ask you to take center place of my life, of my time, of importance, and of affection. And I receive that today and I will discipline myself to walk in that truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Give him a hand today. Amen. And I want the life leaders to come down.